0: Aaron Rodgers is staying in In Green Bay. Bay. It would be that he would likely finish his career there, which he always said he wanted to do.
1: He is staying in Green Bay. Does really set a tone now for the offseason in the NFL.
0: Aaron Rodgers is a generational talent, and if you can keep him locked up at a high elite level for longer than you thought, that's a good thing.
1: They're going to start cutting prices, and they're going to start cutting players. That's what they're going to start doing. ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio.
0: This is ESPN Raider. You're listening to us on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and on ESPN Plus. We are presented to you by Progressive Insurance. He's Chris Canty. I'm Amber Wilson. You can tweet to us at Chris Canty99, at Amber W790. You can also join the conversation. On the Canty call line, 1-888, say ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. College basketball is in the home stretch. Tune in tonight for the ACC tournament. Coverage begins right after Chris and I get off air at 6:30 p.m. Eastern, right here on ESPN radio and on the ESPN app. So we are juiced up on all the NFL news coming out this week. This is quite the week in the NFL offseason. Aaron Rodgers is staying in Green Bay. Russell Wilson is now a Denver Bronco. And today, Carson Wentz is a Washington commander. So now this begs the question in the quarterback carousel. We've got some moving pieces. There's some other dominoes here who are going to fall. Chris Canty. Who are the best available quarterbacks out there? Give me your list.
1: Okay, so, Amber, I've got my list, and I know that you're going to pick some of the things that you like, and there's going to be a lot that you don't. But this is my list. Top veteran quarterbacks that are on the market in 2022. Guys that will be free agents or guys that will be available via trade. So, starting at the bottom, and I got this as honorable mention just because we don't know his status, it's Deshaun Watson. We'll see how things go on Friday. I know that's a date, Amber, that you've been watching, but he's a guy that if his legal situation gets cleared up, he skyrockets to the top of the list. So, that being said, we're going to start off with Jordan Love. Now, we're going to come in at Jordan Love, and this is the guy, and again, this is going in ascending order, not descending order, but with Aaron Rodgers going back to the Green Bay Packers, I can't imagine that the Packers are going to hold on to Jordan Love because Rodgers' extension is believed to be four years, and that would eat up Jordan Love's entire rookie contract. It makes sense to flip him for an asset that can help Aaron Rodgers compete at a high level. So I think Jordan Love, a player that a couple of years ago was a first-round pick, will have a market available to him just due to how many teams need a quarterback. Moving up on the list, we got Marcus Mariota, backup quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders. Last year, Mariota's going to have some value Teams are going to look at him as a bridge or a stopgap quarterback to their long-term future. He's got some movement skills. You know, you know that he has the ability to push the ball down the field. So Marcus Mariota could be an attractive option for a team that's looking to provide competition for their incumbent quarterback. Okay, next up on the list, I got Mitch Trubisky. And I'm not as high on Mitch as a lot of other people are around the National Football League. I still remember what he was on his way out of the door in Chicago. Not sure how much Matt Nagy had to do with that, but I will say this, Mitch Trubisky after a year in that offense, learning from Josh Allen, Brian Dabo, uh, Ken Dorsey, I-, I think there's an opportunity to see some growth in him as a quarterback. But again, I think he's in that same boat as Marcus Mariota. There's not going to be a team that's going to gift him the starting job. I think it's going to be about him coming in and potentially competing. Okay, next up. I got Tyler Huntley, the backup quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. He really impressed me stepping in for Lamar Jackson when he was out due to injury. Tyler Huntley was a guy that was able to buoy the Ravens, give them a 500 record in the interim while while Lamar Jackson was out. And so I think there's a lot to like in terms of his overall ability and his upside um, as a quarterback in this league. Not necessarily sure a team is going to hand him a starting job, but I think a team would be much more likely to give him an opportunity to be a starter over Mitch Trubisky and Marcus Mariota. You're listening to Amber Wilson and Chris Canning on ESPN Radio as we run through my top veteran quarterbacks on the market in 2022 after the news of Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers earlier this week. Okay, Amber, now we're in the top four quarterbacks that are on the market. Okay, checking in at number four, I've got one Teddy Bridgewater. Now, listen, it wasn't all sunshine and roses in Denver, and it definitely didn't look great in Carolina. But I will say this, Teddy Bridgewater is a steady quarterback, and you did see in what is one of the toughest divisions in all of football, him quarterback the Broncos to a 7-10 and record. I think that there is more room for Teddy Bridgewater, more opportunities out there, more ideal circumstances for him to work with. And it just depends on the right situation. I could absolutely see a reunion with Teddy Bridgewater down in the bayou with the New Orleans Saints. Moving up to number three, I've got Tyrod Taylor. And look, I get it. Tyrod Taylor lost his job to Davis Mills. But Tyrod Taylor was not the reason why the Houston Texans were losing. There's a lot going wrong in Houston. And Tyrod Taylor is a professional quarterback. And I think there's a lot to be said for that. He provides an opportunity for you to have a competent quarterback while you're having a young quarterback be groomed, a young quarterback that can potentially represent the future for the franchise. Tyrod Taylor knows how to do that. He's been in that situation several times. We saw it in Houston last year. We saw it at the L.A. Chargers with Justin Herbert. Tyrod Taylor is perfect for that role. There's going to be a team that sees tremendous value in that. Number two on the list, Jameis Winston. And it feels like this guy is a lot older than he actually is. He's in his late 20s. Jameis Winston coming off of the ACL. He's going to have an opportunity to be a starting quarterback at the beginning of next season, week one. He'll definitely be a starter, so I anticipate that happening. I'm just not sure where he ends up going, Amber. It could be back in New Orleans, but I'm sure there'll be some other teams that are going to be willing to pay Jameis Winston to come be their QB1. And, of course, at the top of the list, we have Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, based on everything else that's happened in the quarterback marketplace, I'm sure that Jimmy G ain't going to come cheap in terms of the capital that you're going to have to give up to the 49ers. But he is out there. He is a guy that's going to count for $25 million on your salary cap because of his contract. That's not necessarily the worst when it comes to the going rate for starting quarterbacks in the NFL. So I could absolutely see a world where a quarterback that's taken his team to the NFC Championship game two of the last three years – Um, gets an opportunity to be a starter somewhere else other than San Francisco. So that is my list of top veteran QBs on the market in 2022. Amber Wilson, what do you like? Where do you think I'm crazy? Go. All
0: right, so there's some things to unpack here. Deshaun Watson, if we're just talking quarterback availability, we don't really know if he's available. He would obviously be at the top of this list if, in fact, he was available. We're going to learn a lot more on Friday. His case is being presented to a grand jury that is not good news typically for Deshaun Watson, statistically speaking. We'll have plenty more on that on this show. Tomorrow, But if Deshaun Watson is out there, he's obviously the best quarterback on this list. I have no problem with you having Jimmy Garoppolo at this top of this list and Jameis Winston right behind him. That's probably exactly how I would structure this list as well. Even when Jameis coming off that injury, we know what he was doing in New Orleans right before that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was surprised you were so high on Tyrod Taylor and Teddy Bridgewater. I think Teddy Bridgewater did, in fact, resurrect his career some. With Denver, like you mentioned, I think he resurrected it as a solid backup, though. Tyler Huntley, by the way, I thought that was an interesting point by you. I think he was great. We saw the snippets of him. I should mention, though, that Baltimore did just announce, and there was no way for you to know this, uh, they did just announce today that they re-signed Tyler Huntley. The Ravens not willing to part there with Tyler Huntley, so he's got to get knocked off your list. So Bisky is obviously low on your list compared to most people. We were talking to Jordan Renan earlier. He, who covers the Giants, he was saying that Trubisky is coveted around the league. And I asked him, is it just because he stood next to Josh Allen? Because I feel like that's what we're doing there. With Mitchell Trubisky, I think, frankly, we're overvaluing now him at this point. I'm surprised Jordan loves The very bottom of this list, though, for you. Mm. Why are you so out on Jordan Love? I know we haven't gotten a chance to see much from him, and we've only seen what two starts from him in his NFL career, and they were lackluster at best. But we are talking about a 23-year-old who was a first-rounder, is on an incredibly cheap contract. Why are you so down on Jordan Love?
1: I'm not down on Jordan Love. I actually love the idea of Jordan Love being a starting quarterback in 2022, depending on the team that he's going to. But again, a lot of this is fit. And so when it comes to teams that are ready to compete now, I'm not quite sure that Jordan Love is going to be the guy that they look to. I think they go with somebody that has more experience. And that's the only reason why I have Marcus Mariota and Mitch Trubisky ahead of Jordan Love. But, but if it were me making a decision, if you were, say, the Indianapolis Colts, I'm rolling with Jordan Love over Mitch Trubisky or over Marcus Mariota. I just am. Even if I'm the New Orleans Saints, I would give Jordan Love a look over those other quarterbacks. That's just where I'm at with it because this is a guy that a lot of people said was a first-round talent and that he was raw and it was going to take some time for him to get up to speed. Now we're talking about him going into year three and then potentially costing you a mid-round pick in order to get him. It just seems like it makes sense based on the talent, the physical attributes, the upside, and then what it'll cost in terms of being able to get him. And then... The benefit of having him on a rookie contract in Amber not having to pay out that signing bonus. That's yep. already done by the Green Bay Packers. So, I mean, you're getting a quarterback as cheap as he possibly could come. And he's a guy that's a first-round talent. Yeah, so not for not that reason, on for I'm that reason,
0: I, w- I would move him up on your list. Not because I've seen anything from Jordan Love, but the upside that's there and, and what I think it would cost to get him wouldn't be much at all. So lots of moving pieces, of course, in the NFL. As fun as the offseason has already been, there will be so much more breaking news coming out of the NFL. Maybe it will involve Christian McCaffrey. We've heard that the Carolina Panther- Panthers are listening to trade talks for him. That's next. This is ESPN radio with Amber Wilson and Chris Canty.
1: ESPN radio.
0: Amber Wilson and Chris Canty coming down the stretch here on ESPN radio right after us. We wrap things up at six 30. We will take you up to ACC tournament play right here on most ESPN radio stations. ESPN radio is presented to you by progressive insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car home, auto, motorcycle, commercial, and plenty more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at progressive.com. We have had an action-packed show today. Shout out to Kimberly A. Martin, ESPN's NFL reporter and first take her take podcast host for joining us to talk about all the craziness that is right now the NFL offseason Mike Wells he covers the Colts for ESPN he joined us as well to talk about the Carson Wentz trade and Jordan Renan he is ESPN's New York Giants reporter he joined us as well to talk about a potential Mitchell Trubisky acquisition by the New York Giants so a big show today and now it is time to go three and out
1: Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is 3 and Out.
0: This is 3 and Out, and 3 and Out is brought to you by Indeed. Need to hire? You need Indeed.com slash credit. All right, Chris Canty, Major League Baseball. Here's our latest update for today. There ain't one. They spent (laughs) all last night talking. Apparently, they were negotiating until past 3 a.m. Eastern. And they didn't get anywhere. We haven't actually heard about games being canceled yet. Remember, we got the news yesterday that if they didn't reach a deal by like midnight last night, more games were going to get canceled. And then they were negotiating until three a.m. But it appears that that is in fact coming. What do you make of what's happening right now with Major League Baseball?
1: Amber, wake me up when they actually have a deal. I mean, this is the ninety-seventh day of the lockout. This is getting absolutely ridiculous. And with with the NFL breaking news like it's an NBA offseason and having these quarterbacks move teams, I think fans are going to realize that there's entertainment value in these other sports, and it's going to make Major League Baseball uh, be in a bind or a tough spot when it comes to trying to appeal to a younger demographic of fans. Listen, I get that there are diehard baseball fans that aren't going anywhere, and no matter what kind of season they have, you know what semblance of a season they have, even if it's not 162, Those fans are going to be there. But there are a lot of fans that are millennials, that are in Gen Z, sports fans, that aren't necessarily checking for baseball. And those are the folks that baseball needs to try to ingratiate themselves with. And this public bickering over billions of dollars is not doing them any favors in the court of public opinion. So they need to put the nonsense to the side, come up with the innovations that make the most sense. I like the idea of eliminating the shift. I like the idea of a pitch clock. I think they need to focus also on coming up with some kind of rule to keep the batter in the batter's box. But it's all about trying to speed up the pace of play in the game and having more action. That's what they need to be working toward. That's what they need to spend the bulk of their time talking about. Not arguing about the billions of dollars that they're going to be splitting. Because if they keep going down this road, it's not going to be as many billions that they're talking about sharing in that pie. I'm just saying.
0: That what they're spending the bulk of their time talking about is money because that's where th- this all boils down to, let's be honest, and that's where they've been far apart. Jeff Passan is reporting that his sources are saying that they did actually make progress last night in those talks and that apparently the players' uh, union had requested to meet again, reconvene discussions as of today. So, In doing so, they have right now at least punted on canceling more regular season games in baseball. We will see how this goes moving forward. I'm sure we'll have another update for you tomorrow where we will tell you, nothing has uh, no deal has been reached Carolina Panthers they're trying to reach a deal uh, reportedly for Christian McCaffrey they are listening to trade offers for Christian McCaffrey Uh, it was just a few years ago that he had reached the thousand mark right in in both rushing and receiving and since then he has played in 10 of 33 games due to injury that's kind of how it goes at that position Chris Canty are you surprised we're looking at trade offers potentially for Christian McCaffrey
1: no because the best years of Christian McCaffrey are behind him not in front of them, and when you look at the price tag for Christian McCaffrey, I just think it's hard to justify that based on where the Carolina Panthers are at in their program building. They they still don't have a quarterback, and right now they're committing $19 million to Sam Darnold on his fifth-year option, and he showed this past season that he ain't it. They were even willing to go out and pay Cam Newton $10 million when nobody else would for whatever reason, and he ain't it. So the Carolina Panthers are throwing around a lot of money on their salary cap And they still don't have an answer for the most important position in all of team sports. So it does make the running back Christian McCaffrey more expendable. If they can get any assets in return for him, then they should absolutely move him. Now, there there does become the question of who's now the new face of that franchise. But they can do without Christian McCaffrey because, quite frankly, they spent more time without him last year than with him.
0: He's only 25 years old. He's got four years remaining on his contract. But like Chris said, he's expensive, and that's what this boils down to. I just realized, I don't think you had Cam Newton on your list of available quarterbacks. Uh, He's ending up anywhere.
1: (laughs) We can move it along to the next story. (laughs)
0: mean they won the Atlantic (laughs) Sun championship but they're not going to play in the NCAA tournament what because apparently in their second year as a D1 school it takes actually four years to transition to a D1 I was today years old when I learned that so even though they won their conference tournament they can't play in the big dance here Chris Ganty
1: yeah Amber I'm not on board with this whatever rule they have in place it just doesn't make sense if you're going to allow them to compete in their conference tournament and they win it they should absolutely have the opportunity to go to the big dance. Why even let them play if they can't advance to the NCAA tournament? Like, isn't that the whole point of it? Like, you want to have them play, win it, give them a participation trophy, and have the runner-up in the big dance? That makes zero sense to me. But you're right. I was 38 years old when I found out that that was a rule, too. Uh, Credit
0: to them for winning a conference tournament title during their second season as a D1 program. An impressive accomplishment by the Knights. Coming up next, college basketball, Clemson at Va Tech. The ACC tournament is underway.